This is Janice. And I'm Sarah N. And we're your hosts for Explore This, a podcast for the modern day working professional. Each week, we explore actionable insights on how you can thrive personally and professionally. Hello, everyone. And we're officially in the second half of 2023, believe it or not. As you know, Janice and I, we love to hit the pause button just like we did last year. And we know it's been a while since we've done a cozy episode. So we're really looking forward to today's chess. And yes, we promise to keep it short and sweet. We'll certainly try our very best. So whether it's been a year of unexpected surprises, milestones, or even unforeseen challenges over the past six months, we want to take the time to reflect on the journey so far and also embrace the growth that has unfolded and not forgetting celebrating all the milestones, big and small, and everything in between. So let's dive right in, Sarah. All right, let's do it. So the first question, share with us the wins or milestones that you have been the most proud of so far, how have they contributed to your personal growth or your sense of fulfillment? All right. So this one might catch quite a lot of people off guard. Um, But I actually went on a very, very short and sweet, spontaneous trip to Seoul in South Korea in April. Um, This is surprising, even for myself, who considers myself a self-professed planner because I decided on this trip on a very short notice. So I think in under two weeks, I decided that I was going to book my tickets, go for it. And I think the part that was really very, very beautiful, I have to say, was me not over-planning the trip. And surprises came in the form of many, many unexpected serendipitous moments, as well as connections with friends and friends of friends. So two key highlights that I'd like to share about during the trip. Honestly, I really, I've been to Seoul before, but it was when I was quite young. So I couldn't really remember much about it. This time, as I was two weeks in the runway up to the trip, there was just two things I wanted to do. Number one, hike up Bukansan Mountain, which is the only national park in the Seoul metropolitan area. And specifically, I wanted to hike up Begunde Park, which stood at 836 meters which is the highest peak in the Bukansan National Park. Now, there were many, many different hikes and trails along for this hike. But I wanted specifically, you know, it was my goal to go up the highest peak at this Begunde Peak. Um, and it was such a gorgeous hike. I have to say it was challenging in all the right places. And for someone who is not afraid of heights like myself, I do have to say there were some parts which you know, I consider very technical climbs because I had to hold on to ropes and even was on my knees and on my butt at some parts where I had to really climb up carefully to reach the peak. But it was all in all a superbly, you know, memorable hike, one that I did on my own, um, did not know anyone, but kind of just figured my way all around. And it was very, very special. The second part about this trip, which was quite special as well, and this, the only other thing that I really wanted to do was to cycle along the Han River to an unknown location. And for this one, I I found a couple of friends. And Janice knows the story to this. It was quite a long one, but essentially I found a couple of strangers on Facebook and friends of friends and went on a cycling trip, which was basically eight hours day trip to the Paldang Dam, clocked in about 70 kilometers on a gravel bike. So that was not easy at all, but it was so enjoyable. And 
it was just a reminder of this new sport that I picked up, which is road cycling and how much I enjoyed cycling in amazing cooling weather of about 18 to 19 degrees in Seoul. So yeah, these were the two real highlights of that Seoul searching trip that I went on. Also very proud of myself because I stayed in a hostel, which is something I haven't done in the past 10 years since my last solo trip in 2013 to Venice. But uh, there we go. That was my very, very spontaneous trip and my little milestone or memorable time in 2023. Loved hearing all about your solo soul searching trip. <laughs> Sounded like a full, like full-fledged experience. You got the your dose of nature. You got your dose of like, you know, meeting up with people, um, familiar faces and new friends. And as well exactly. as, yeah, doing this completely on your own and not having to just have that need to have itineraries fixed and having a day-by-day sort of fixed things. And and I do think that, you know, when you have something that's a bit loose, you allow for serendipitous chances to happen in between, right? Definitely. And so many of that happen, right, Janice? A very, very simple and quick example. And, and shout out to Eunice as well. An, an hour, two hours before my flight departed from KLIA, a friend, Eunice, connected me to her friend in Seoul who kindly offered to pick me up from the airport at 1am and for me to stay overnight at her house. And she was appalled when I told her that my original plan was just to sleep overnight in Cheon Airport. She was like, don't be ridiculous. I'm coming to pick you up. You're staying overnight with me. My parents are giving us a lift. You are good. And I was just like, wow, you know, I never expected it. And also, all in all, it was a super unconventional trip because people like Sarah, people come on holiday to like chill, but you really just wanted to exercise and, you know, be out in nature and I was like yeah you know why not be out in nature especially when the weather was amazing it was it was during that time of the year so like I think you really picked the best time so what about yourself Janice what was a milestone for you in the first half of 2023 yeah so definitely not like half as colorful as yours <laughs> in fact I'm gonna be speaking about something work related actually so I, I would say a personal growth milestone for me was having the chance to lead a work stream for a project and generally how it works is that when it comes to projects that are quite big there are often multiple work streams so I not only have to deliver what's expected of me as the consultant on the project but I also have to manage a team under me and you know this is one of the first few times where I really got to exercise that because in my previous roles and we've spoken about our career trajectories and whatnot right Sarah so from law to HR I've always been in that individual contributor role So I was really grateful for this opportunity where I got to hone my leadership and learn some tips and tricks on how to be able to bring out the best in my team. So that came in the form of testing over time to find out what was, you know, team member A's strength. And then in knowing that, how do I best utilize their strengths? And then also knowing what their weaknesses were and then how to sort of manage that along the way. So It was definitely a learning curve because not only did I have to make sure that I was getting my deliverables out, I had to also take leadership, take ownership and really steer the team. And honestly, there were many moments where I'm like, I myself might not know what I'm doing. I felt like I was winging it half the time, but I had some one-on-one feedback with my team members and got some really encouraging feedback. And they said that they really enjoyed the working process. This whole experience has not been, you know, I wouldn't say it was breezy because it was something that was quite new to me, but it really stretched me and made me realize that this is something that I would actually like to seek growth opportunities in. So, you know, 
prior to this, I wasn't sure that managerial positions was something that I would be keen in because I've heard like various horror stories, right? From friends who were in management roles and when they were, you know, sharing a lot of horror stories with me. But yeah, given the chance, would certainly like to be able to hone my skills in similar roles in the future. And I can definitely see how coaching might help you with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just uh, that's a prelude to what we'll be discussing. All right. Now, switching gears to, you know, top and key highlights of 2023, but also wanting to learn more about each other, about some of the challenges that we've faced. And although it's only been seven months since the year started, well, not only seven months, it's already been seven months since 2023 started. A lot has also happened in between. And while there's so much to be grateful for, there's also been challenges and lessons that we've learned even in this period of time. So what is a lesson that you have learned in the first half of 2023 or something that you're still learning, Jen? If I had to choose one, I will say one of the, if not the biggest lesson for me came in the form of a sudden death um, of a family member and that came about very, very unexpectedly. And um, it gave me a lot to think about, especially on, you know, the fragility of life. And when that happened, it really, really put things into perspective for me. And I know that people always say things like, life's too short or life's unpredictable. And, and that is true. That is sometimes overused as a phrase. But honestly, when something like that happens out of nowhere, it really does shake up your reality. And it was something that was very painful for my family and I to accept because this was a family member that I was quite close to and has left, you know, a really deep impact in my life. So I did spend quite a lot of time grieving and I am still grieving, I will say. Um, and I think that it's one of those things that will hit you when you least expect it. So yeah, it's a, it's a long process and still navigating it. But during the funeral, there was a lot that was said about, you know, the impact that her life has made to those around her. And the recurring theme was how she was such a beacon of light, always there, always ready to spread joy and always ready to help those around her. And it was very obvious that, you know, she's definitely made a huge impact, not just in my life, not just in my family's life, but in the lives of all, all the people around her. So I think what I've been pondering about after her passing is that truly we are not put on earth for a very long time. Our days are numbered, right? Yeah. And with the little amount of time that we are here for, are we doing what matters the most to us? Are we living out our true purpose? And are we adding value to the lives of those around us? So very heavy questions, but I will say that event has certainly made me rethink my priorities. And one of the direct things that I've been doing a lot is really being intentional about carving out time to spend with you know family with those who matter to me and especially spending time with my grandparents as well, given that, you know, they are aging. So a little bit heavy, but I would say that's the biggest lesson um, for 2023 for me. Thanks, Jen, for sharing and condolences to you and your family as well. We know that it was a very challenging time that your family was going through and is going through as well. But thank you so much for sharing that. And truly, like you said, our days are so, so numbered and it makes me wonder as well, how are we spending our days and are we doing the best with whatever we have and are we giving our all actually mm, yeah yeah for sure but Sarah what's something that you know you have learned in the first half of 2023 or something that you would say you're still learning right now yeah so something else that I'm still learning 
and being reminded of and, and I'm extremely grateful for, and this might sound very cheesy and cliche, but it's just been a theme that's very evident in my life and the season that I'm in right now, which is the importance of having my solid support system and community in life. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for some of my closest and bestest friends who have really been there for me through my season in life. And yes, there's been the ups, but there's definitely been the downs as well. And you know, when it's up, things are beautiful, but when it's down, it really gets down. And I recognize that I'm blessed with incredible friends and friendships that I can count on. Um, literally, you know, picking up the phone at any time to call someone from my close circle of friends who I know will be there for me and they can show up for me when I need it the most. And it just sounds so cheesy even as I think about it, but I recognize that, you know what? Not everyone has this. And I certainly don't take this for granted. I've got so many of my best friends showing up for me when I needed them the most, whether it's a listening ear a shoulder to cry on, a hug, or just silence. I think that's also something that I realized, just being in each other's presence, but you don't really have to say too much to know that someone is there with and for you. And so, yeah, um, counting yourself to Jen and, and so many of my other really, really incredibly bestest of friends, you know who you are. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to have these people who love me and are rooting for me and likewise I hope I'm doing the same and doing justice to our friendship as well love it shout out to Sarah's support system out there you know who oh, you yeah, are yeah 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 you know who you are uh, and and just to add like I think you know your the result of your support system is also you pouring out into the lives of those around you you have given so much to all your friends always there for us and yeah, of course we would be there for you. So that's crying right now. But I will say that episode 54 with Simon Alexander Ong also got a challenge for us, you know, and that's something that I feel like I need to do. Think of people who have made an impact in our lives, write down who they are, write down what they have done for us, pick up the phone and call them. It doesn't really sound easy, but it, I can imagine it's a very challenging and overwhelming experience of, you know, just picking up the phone and telling somebody why they mean so much to you. And I realize the thought of it itself scares me, but you recognize that, you know, you don't want to take for granted the fact that the person that you appreciate might not always be there as well. So yeah, that's probably something I have to do. Yeah. And I think there's something there that, you know, we can definitely practice. So switching gears and looking ahead into the lens of the future, what is something that you're excited for for the rest of 2023? What are you looking forward to? All right. So there are two quick things that I'd like to share with our listeners today about what I'm looking forward for the rest of 2023. And number one is the Close to Get Mentorship, which is a queer mentorship program that I'm a part of. And this is an initiative supported by the Yayasan Tunku Abdul Rahman. And this is called the Closing the Gap Initiative, which is essentially a higher education access program for students in secondary school. And the idea behind it is that the initiative would pair up mentors, which are consisting of young professionals like myself, and scholars, which are consisting of high school students range from the age of 16 to 17, pair them up. And there is a mentorship program, which helps the students who we call scholars to identify their passions, 
help them in determining what they wish to pursue in life and ultimately coach them and guide them to reach that destination. As we all know, in high school, it's a very pivotal time for you to figure out what you want. And, you know, hopefully with this mentorship program, the idea is to help the scholars with setting their university goals before they leave school, identifying the programs, the university scholarship for them to reach their dreams. And I really was compelled by this idea, thanks to Amanda, actually, to share this program with me. I looked into it and figured out that, you know, wow, this is an incredible opportunity to give back because I also believe that I personally stand on the shoulder of giants. And in my career, people have definitely taken the time to mentor me and to guide me. So if I have the opportunity to do the same and to do it at a very crucial crossroad of the students' lives at 16 and 17, then why not? And essentially, the idea is also that, you know, given a map, almost anyone can navigate their way, but guidance with the help of mentorship definitely makes it easier. So we worked closely together with the scholars to identify their personal goals and interests and how we can help and support them along the way. And, you know, for myself, my mentee is a high-performing student. She's very active in co-curriculum and studies, and she's interested in IT and business. And it puts you in a very interesting position to not just to realize that you're not just a mentor to them, but you can also learn from them. And, you know, I've been spending a little bit of time here and there um, over meetups, over coffee, to have conversations with her about how she can elevate herself further on communication, public speaking, things like that. And it really made me wish that I had a mentor too and I was in high school. And another incredible thing that the Close to Gap core team are doing is they organized this thing called residential camp, which basically give these scholars exposure to college life. Wow. It was like, That's awesome. wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really incredible. So, you know, huge kudos and shout out to the Close the Gap core team for their efforts in pairing the, you know, 60, 63 or 64 mentors with the scholars, building an ecosystem where there can be a healthy and thriving mentorship opportunity between us and it's really like I mentioned this opportunity to give back and the other quick second thing that I'd like to share that I'm really excited about for the rest of 2023 that I'm exploring is really more on the coaching element and I think I've spoken about that before having completed my coaching certification in early 2023 so this is something that I'm doing you know just on weekends at nights and yeah really interested to explore how I can support more people in coaching whether it's through career, et cetera. So please do reach out to me directly if you'd like to be on the receiving end of coaching and are open to working with me. We can do a chemistry call to ensure that we're aligned and see how we can support you to work on your goals. Awesome. Shout out to everyone. Slide into Sarah's DMs. <laughs> Don't be shy. So I think I'm going to keep mine short. Um, I will say that the first half of 2023, very truthfully for me, has been I've been feeling like I've been on autopilot a little bit. So at this juncture of looking into the second half, what I'm most excited for is to just hit refresh, really, and just be a lot more intentional about investing my time in pursuits that are beyond my 9 to 5. And that has been quite challenging, I think, given the area of work that I'm in. But I think for the second half of the year, what I'm looking to do, um, two things on top of my mind. So I will be also doing my coaching certificate. That's something I'm very excited about. This has been something I've been looking to do for many, many years, but haven't had the chance to do it for many reasons. Um, so 
having benefited from like really great coaches in my life, having done life coaching, you know, receiving and being a, a coachy, a career coachy, and then doing a little bit of peer-to-peer coaching as well. I think that's made me realize like truly the power of coaching. And we also done an episode of coaching quite recently with Tony, the director of IECL. So um, look out for that. And yes, of course, you know, being inspired by Sarah's journey in coaching, what she's personally gained from it, having all these coaching skills, how to ask like great questions. Coaching is something that I'm really excited to embark on. I feel like it would be really, really rewarding. So yeah, stay tuned to to hear about how it goes. And coaching aside, I'm also really excited to take up a new sports. And now that, you know, power man's over and, you know, we'll be speaking about it in a bit, I'm excited to start tennis classes soon. So why I decided on tennis, it's something that's a lot more communal. It will allow me to do it like as a social activity. I think for things like running and gymming, which is which are things that I primarily enjoy, it's quite solitary. For you, Sarah, it's like cycling, right? Being able to do something with like a group of people, it makes sure. you get to exercise, get a good sweat out of it and enjoy the social elements. So... Yeah, really exciting to get good at co- at tennis. The moment I get good enough, I will be happy to, you know, play some games with whoever who's keen. And you can take me on it because surprisingly, I've actually never played tennis. Like, weirdly enough, it's, ne- it's been a sport I've never ever tried. Golf as well. I think tennis will be more exciting. If you like something that's a bit more active, yeah. golf is like, oh my gosh, no hate, okay? Golf lovers, please don't <laughs> I'll say that, you know, overall with ball sports, I'm not particularly good. So I'm I'm looking forward to the time that, you know, you excel at tennis and then can teach me a thing or two. All right. Now let's speak about something fun that we recently got to take off our bucket list together in the first half of 2023. It doesn't feel that long ago, but honestly, it was about a month ago now. Was it a month ago? Three weeks ago when Janice and I completed our very first duathlon, which is the Powerman Sprint Duathlon. And... That was quite an experience, right, Janice? Um, I, I mean, I'd love to hear how your experience was. And, you know, I'm smiling and chuckling as well because I remember not too long ago, we shared about our experience running a half marathon. This is back in episode 20, episode 44. And that was also a milestone bucket list that we checked out together. Yeah, I don't know why I somehow end up doing these crazy, physically torturous things with you and only you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so before we start, let's share briefly what a duathlon is, right? Uh, because I've had some friends ask me as well, is it like a triathlon? Do you also do swimming in it? So the difference of a duathlon and a triathlon is that for duathlons, you just do running and biking. Whereas for a triathlon, there's the swimming element as well. So for us, it was running, biking, and then back to running again. Why yeah. couldn't they just have left it as running and biking? That was still a duathlon. I don't get why they needed to add another element of running there. They just had to. And that was a killer. So first of all, despite my little joke earlier, I did enjoy the (laughs) fact that we got to embark on a new physical challenge together and stretch ourselves, I think, together, even through the pains and and whatnot. Uh, But personally, and a confession as well, is that I've actually always been afraid of road biking for some reason because of all the horror stories I've heard. And it's always seemed really daunting and seeing all Mm. these people like zoom past in high speeds. So I'm quite proud of myself for overcoming my fear. Kudos to you really, Sarah, for bringing me out for the first few cycles and really getting me comfortable. But on the day itself, it was really quite the experience, right? Going through the run and then the 5km and then transitioning immediately to the 30 and then followed by the run again. And 
I will say that the run actually started off pretty well for me, but it was the cycling part and like towards the end of the last 10km of the huge 30 that I really felt my legs gave way. And it was mildly stressful, not going to lie, to see so many cyclists zoom past me, yourself included. I did see you zooming past me. And I was just pedaling furiously. But for some reason, I just felt like I was moving like a snail, even though I was really giving my all. So I think I just decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this leisurely stroll and, and just enjoy the scenery because mm. we did go through some really nice scenic green areas, right? So I think when I kind of told myself, okay, let me just enjoy it. It just became a lot more fun. But the last stretch was painful. Switching from the cycling part to the running, my muscles weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Like, goodness me. So that was really painful. I felt all my cramps all at once. But thankfully, it was a 5K at the end. So it didn't feel like it was too arduous. But yeah. all in all, I really enjoyed it, Sarah. Yeah. So for me, I think we have to give our listeners a little bit of background, which is really, I would say, half of the fun. When right after Janice, myself and a couple of other friends finished the half marathon last year, we decided that we wanted to sign up for this duathlon. And I have to tell the story of how our dear friend Joseph convinced Janice and I to sign up for the classic Power Man. So the backstory is originally when I first suggested that we do the Power Man duathlon, I suggested we sign up for this sprint event, which was 5km run. 30km cycling and 5km run. But our dear friend Joseph, I have to tell the story about him. He convinced us to sign up for classic Power Man, which was 10km run, 60km cycle and 10km run. Now talking about it, Janice and I are laughing. Because I didn't know what went wrong with our brains, but we stupidly, stupidly, I have to say, decided to say yes. And we agreed and we we were like, all right, you know, we were super gung-ho about it. But I would say somewhere around maybe April or May, maybe a month and a half before Powerman due date, I actually went on a 60km cycle with a couple of friends. And I'm not going to lie, I died halfway through trying to get through 60 p.m. I stopped like three times, bless my friends who waited for me and were so patient. And the day right after that, you know, test cycle, I emailed the Powerman organizers and I was like, hi, can you please change my category into sprint? And that was basically the story of how Janice and I ended up doing the Powerman sprint, which no regrets at all. No regrets. Okay, I commiserations on that arduous like 60km. It sounded yeah. ridic- ridiculous and creepy. But thank goodness that happened because if not, I- both you and I would have very naively, very gung-ho, full of gusto, yeah. went along for it and probably needed... Well, I know I would have been swept up by the trucks or yeah. you know, would have needed to call an ambulance halfway. <laughs> I'm so glad we decided to change categories, call it a downgrade or whatever, but... Shout out and kudos to Joseph, who was still our only friend who went ahead with the classic and he completed 10, 60, 10. And we, we tried to look for him at the finishing line. We caught him in the end and we were just cheering him on because he was the only one that made it. But for, for myself, I started the race with Janice and I ran the first four kilometers with her. And then I lost her because, you know, Janice sped off like Speedy Gonzalez. And then I caught up during the 30 km cycle and I really enjoyed that part of it because you know, I was like, oh, you know, I've clocked in quite a lot of cycles by that time with a couple of really good friends. So shout out to Tim, Ryan, 
John, Joe, Gemma, these are good friends that, you know, accompanied me for many, many early morning, early morning, meaning 6.30 a.m. cycles. And, you know, even when we were going through some hilly terrain, I reminded myself that, you know, this is what I've been training for and this is what I've been putting in the hours of cycling. So, you know, you can do it. And um, yeah, similar to Janice as well, once I finished the cycle, you know, then came the really hard part of running the remaining 5km. I have to say I was practically walking or like brisk walking, trying my best to sprint, but not really succeeding. And when I reached the finish line, you know, it was really like, I thought I would cry, but I didn't. But it was all still very emotional indeed. But all in all, a very memorable time, as, especially since it was our first ever multi-sport. And I have to say that a very good friend of mine, Mike, he was like, so Sarah, are you ready for triathlon? You know that that's what's next, right? And I was like, bro, don't talk about multi-sport or don't talk to me about, you know, any more sports for the next two weeks. I need a break. <laughs> next thing you know, Sarah will be signing up for an Ironman. Mark my word, guys. Mark my word. Hopefully not. But I will leave a pro tip for anyone that wants to do sports and extreme activities like this, which is to book in a massage a few days before in advance just so that you have some you have a massage to look forward to right after this arduous race your body will thank you for it trust me on that i agree i agree i went for a deep tissue massage don't go on the day off go the day after that's what they told me i went on the day off and i was in agony so here's your psa but i'm curious besides the pro tip and some of the other things you mentioned was there anything that surprised you about running a duathlon yeah, honestly, I, I run on the side leisurely and I also cycle leisurely with friends over the weekend. Like I mentioned, it was a social sport I picked up in 2023. But the combination of both was really challenging. And, you know, people always talk, talk about this thing called brick training. I never knew what it was until I started doing it. And that basically means doing a run or, and a cycle or a cycle and a run back to back. And you really see how your muscles come into play and like how you need to activate different muscles to do both sports, which you think just involves your legs, but it doesn't really. There's, there's just so much to it. And I'm glad I practiced a couple of brick runs. And also most importantly, like I've mentioned already, I'm so glad that we didn't allow our egos to stand in the way. And we both agreed that we wanted to change the categories because otherwise I'm pretty sure the stress level would have been high and enjoyment factor very low if we went ahead with classic. <laughs> couldn't agree more. I think we, we hit the sweet spot, right? Where it was challenging enough where really stretched us but at the same time, it wasn't so challenging that we left traumatized. So I would say good call, good call. And as always, we wrap up our episodes with a surprise question right at the end. So because I asked the question, I get the benefit of going first, of letting you answer my question. So here we go, Sarah. Are you ready? We're never ready, I think. For We're these never things. ready, but let's go. <laughs> what is the one thing you would like others to remember about you at the end of your life? Oh my gosh. So, sorry, it's a little grim, but you know, wow. you catch the drift. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'll keep this one short. I hope that people remember, maybe this is something that should be on my tombstone or something, but I hope people, people remember that I small things with great love that's so good that's so good that's a beautiful answer yeah i'll make a note of it yeah yeah i love that sarah well it. all right my turn to hit you with my question and that is what is the most precious piece of feedback that you've been given by someone recently so this was um not so much of a feedback but i think 
maybe advice that I got from one of my mentors. And this was in relation to thinking about your career and thinking about your job, right? So this was the advice that she gave me, um, or rather feedback to something that I asked her, which is that no matter what job that you are in and no matter what competencies are needed, what's most important is that you should be in a role where your authentic self can shine through. So I think that itself gave me really good reflection on how do I know whether I'm in the right role or not. The key test would be like, do I feel like I can be my most authentic self when I'm in that role? My brains are thinking right now whether I'm at my most authentic self as well. But that's an incredible way and powerful way for us to end this episode. With that, we hope that this conversation will prompt you to also pause and reflect on the first half of 2023 and also to potentially say yes to a physical challenge that you might have been mulling over like Janice and myself. Because remember, we can do hard things. But also here's your reminder to not only reflect on the challenges that 2023 has brought you, but to also celebrate the milestones, wins and everything in between. And this is just our kind PSA reminder for this mid-year review episode, which is you are exactly where you need to be right here, wherever here is for you in whatever season you're in. And it's all for a purpose. And we're happy to journey with you through it all together. And this is also a reminder for you and I, Janice. Amen to that. Amen to that. So well said, Sarah. And just a little PSA for all of you Explore This listeners based in KL. We will be posting about our very first in-person meetup soon in conjunction with Explore This's second birthday happening on 29th July, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So we're super excited for this and we hope you are too. Stay tuned to our socials on Instagram to share more details about it because we'll be posting up a sign-up form very soon and there'll be limited seats. So make sure that you sign up as, as soon as the form goes live. We may or may not have little surprises planned since, you know, we are celebrating our second birthday and it is our very first meetup. So it's going to be a very special day and we cannot wait to physically hang out with all of you. You know, we've been in your ears for the longest time, but we finally get to meet face to face. Yeah, and it's long time coming and we're looking forward to this intimate and special meetup with you, our listeners and our community. So we're looking forward to that. See you soon. If you stuck around to the end of this episode, we want to say thank you for exploring with us. And if you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and most importantly, share this episode with your friends. We'd love to hear from you. So you can also connect with us on Instagram using the Instagram handle Explore This Podcast. A-C-T-S-P-L-O-R-E This Podcast. New episodes for Explore This drops every alternate Mondays at 8pm. See you then!